in three, two, one. Hey. hey! Welcome to Bodega Nights Dark and Gritty Reboot Edition. I'm here with Norm! I'm Sima. Hey guys, Miko here. And Angie! Oh, sorry. And Angie, and you know us, Miko and I at least, because you know, you listen. I hope, we hope you listen to our other stuff. Nonetheless, this is Bodega Nights where a bunch of friends hang out together and do this thing called a podcast and what we are we doing outside right this just so you know exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we do have other things we do exactly and what is it like anyone got want to give a life update of what they're doing anyone? so norm found a magical lane and almost died <laughs> we're starting with that yeah, why not well. that happened like last night uh was it um uh I was riding a taxi and there was heavy traffic on almost all the roads that it's a normal people thing. take and I didn't really want to take the traffic. The only other option that was open to me and the taxi driver was this mystical road that uh, the taxi driver said existed <laughs> somewhere if he kept going in a certain direction. So uh, I said... You know, why not? Uh, it certainly beats waiting in traffic, and at least we're moving, right? Um, that's going to be my um, famous almost last words. Better <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, than going to Cavite, yeah, apparently. <laughs> we, we almost, I almost ended up going to a different city, uh, which is totally where I didn't want to go. Uh, and it still wasn't the route that we were supposed to take. Uh, the actual route apparently uh, sup- is on Google Maps and it's this really, really tiny strip <laughs> of white that you have to like zoom in to max just to see. So it's about two meters wide of concrete uh, right next to the sea. <laughs> um, and no barriers. No barriers. The barriers on the other side. So do you think like a weird hunchback told him about this and that's how they circle the Spartans? Yes. Was that the goat trail? This is, this is pretty much the goat trail of goat trails. Uh, um, we were driving down a lane about two kilometers long, uh, which where I was wondering if we our taxi was going to slip into the sea and nobody would know because it's pitch black and there were no lights along the highway. <laughs> um we got past that part, uh, thankfully, and we circled around the prison. And oh, wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, there was a prison there. There was a prison there. It's on Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we eventually found our way back to the main road, which is now traffic-free. This, this, this section of the main road. And upon getting there, the taxi driver said to me, At, Is there a point uh, during our trip where you thought to yourself, sir, this man is going to rob me. <laughs> Excellent life. Uh, so, you know. Not really, but, you know. <laughs> um, we're going to a mystical place. It's supposed to exist. I've never really been there. The taxi driver hasn't been there. It's supposed to be there. Uh, we, it, it apparently is. 
And yeah, between getting stuck in traffic or the possibility of getting robbed or shanked in a taxi in a pitch black location where nobody goes, uh, chose the possibility of death. <laughs> Good choice, Norm. Yeah, uh, I really should evaluate my life choices. Look at it this way. You got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in a lot of things. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't get robbed. So no need to change your life choices. Just keep going where really? you're going. At really? some point, something's going to happen. Rely on luck. That's your, <laughs> that's your life advice. Lottery, <laughs> man. You're getting lucky. Lottery. It's just a norm thing. <laughs> Six numbers to the millions. I, I wouldn't count. I won't necessarily count not dying as lucky. Apparently, for you, it's a thing. Where the time you always got sold to, to that human trafficking ring? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be so sad if you if uh, this is all written. Well, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. This not this written. It well, actually is happening to Norm. Human trafficking, the sex trade. <laughs> yeah, they said uh, it was a job opening. They wanted to meet up in a mall. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a gigantic yeah, th- red flag. These things actually happened. It's uh, a. <laughs> I mean, it's only funny because no, it's Norm and he survived. I'm sure if he didn't survive, we'd just laugh a little bit. <laughs> and it's still bad. Silent giggle from. <laughs> oh, we always knew Norm would go this way. <laughs> Sex trafficking. <laughs> really? Well, watch us become. Watch it becomes he. He makes his own empire. <laughs> it's like ah. But That's yeah, guys, uh, be careful when you apply for jobs because Norm will tell you someday someone will try to pyramid scam you or bring you to Thailand or Colombia or other places. It says Toronto. On the bright side, it's a free trip to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bright side. It's not Cavite. <laughs> <laughs> Janky highway. Uh, so, tell me. so, AG, what happened in your life? Did something almost kill you as well? No. So I'm just Boring. working for a couple of 12 hours a day, so nothing special. Oh yeah, you've been a secondary shooter, right? Yeah. Sloppy for, seconds. Not really. Ooh. It's it's weird and it's kind of complicated to explain, but it's it's pretty much you're a wingman. It's a photography term for wingman if you're a second shooter. So make sure all the other things are covered and you support the primary shooter, which is my boss. Which is Kaloy. You guys know Kaloy. Kaloy. If he ever is going to listen. But anyway... <laughs> Enough of my boring life, but it's actually quite fun, but boring to others. I'm, I'm having fun with it, you know, because well, it's the nice. only life you've got. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with this and life. If you're happy as with boring it, as others might think. Tell me, what's up with your life? <laughs> well, as you guys realize, I'm in Manila right now. Well, uh, we actually haven't told them we're recording in Manila. <laughs> we are recording in Manila. Well, what go. other reason would you guys be talking and me be here? You know, we could record your separate audio, sync it up with us, and we're doing a Google. You think we're that technology advanced. That's cute. Yeah, well, welcome <laughs> to the third world. Unless we have two shows with that third world in it. But yeah, so I'm in Manila. Yeah, uh, came here, not for these guys. That's actually, <laughs> <special. You laughs> That's actually a great bonus in this side. Well, why would you go to Manila for us? Manila is like... <laughs> why would you go to Manila? Well, I mean, fairness, I go to Manila for people. And some of its events. Yeah, it's events. There you go. Event. <laughs> I like how you say it. You, like, you go to Manila for people. It's just not us. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not people. You're a bodega. You're slightly different. He also heard about this magical highway. <laughs> we could have. Those yeah. places and saves you, t- <laughs> saves you time from traffic. We're going to see Dozer, Dozer, Dozer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I went to that thing uh, 
in SMX, the Crossplay yeah, Mania. That yeah. was fun. How was it? How was it? Yeah, well, oh. aside from it being fun. <laughs> oh, it, well, it was really big this year. I mean, uh, they're estimating about 5,000 people today. Ooh. Listen, that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not Comic Con size, but hey, third world. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. It was, I, was so, I was amazed. It was not wall to wall Naruto. <laughs> That's like a new channel idea, third world cosplay. Ah, <laughs> oh, we can do that. Well, like, use, good, use garbage cans and um, garbage bags and plywood. And, yeah, no, so very, very amazing right now. Hmm? Very, very good stuff late right now. I, I guess the uh, craftsmanship is uh, the, the craftsmanship level is moving up, and that's always nice. Oh yeah. What what kind of cosplay stood out for you in this uh, this year? What mean? Uh, which ones? What? What kind of cosplay stood like out? The ones for that stood out. What's up? Well, there's a lot of kiss, uh, kiss, like kiss, uh, <laughs> kill, 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 uh, kill, 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 uh, coming out there. Uh, but the one that really stuck out to me was uh, lots of the lol and Dota stuff, mainly because it was extremely intricate. Intricate, yeah, power. yeah. Uh, the details, yeah, they see, go down yeah. to the runes, these gemming, everything. Mm-hmm. So really, really intricate stuff. Huh. But the one I think I found really amusing were like the fairly obscure characters that popped up. Uh, there was a full team of Ruby there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that was really interesting to me. Uh, funny thing is, you know, most people had no idea what they were, but you know, it's like, hey, cool, that's there. And I yeah. saw Anayame from uh, Tenchu. Oh, no. and oh. she looked perfect. It was perfect. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no Rikimaru though, but uh, oh. perfect Ayame. Like, why? Well, so like, it looked like it just came from the game. And one obscure character that popped out there. Gosh, what was his name again? That's some obscurity. <laughs> yeah, uh, I only saw him once during like uh, this random anime I came across. All right, so while we're still on fresh, slightly fresh from Ayame, if you guys haven't played it, you should try to find it. I guess it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's somewhat it's, um, obscure now. It's like it's on PS3. Is it? It got classic PS classics. Yeah, one of them yeah. classics or downloadable titles. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. It's. Uh, but yeah, it, it has to be there. Fun. The game is Tenchu Stealth Assassin. Oh, yeah, uh, part two. Actually, the thing I love about the tension, uh, that one was there's actually multiplayer, so you could mm-hmm. actually go against each other and do co-op. Ooh. Because oh, going against each other was really, really fun. Yo. Especially when you played the weird killer robot. There's a killer robot and... in, in, in Yeah, I remember the, the clockwork robots you could play in the multiplayer, like uh, when you've played against each other, the deathmatch mode. Uh, or that time you go in the future and for some reason, and then you kill some super tech samurai with laser sword. <laughs> Protected by lots of fat security guards. Ooh. What I loved about that stage was uh, in Tenchu, you could use all these weird things to like uh, distract the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you had like the darts, you had the noisemakers, uh, you had fire like fireworks and things, and you could also throw these uh, rice balls, like poison ri- poison uh, rice balls. Yeah, I love those poison rice balls. The funny thing is, if you go when you play the future map uh-huh. and you throw a poison poison rice ball, the security guards just look at like like what the heck is this thing and just walk by it. <laughs> uh, How does the poison rice ball work? Uh, the person says, "Hey, go, hey, food in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to eat you." He just picks wow. it up off the ground, yeah, and he eats it, it, and he gets poisoned. Then he dies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The, apparently, in the future, the fat security guards know better. Yeah, or they just you know wonder why the heck there's just random food on the floor. Yeah, or their <laughs> mother, why is it rice? Their mothers taught them that, like, don't pick up stuff from but the, the funny, floor. And but eat the, it. the funniest part about it was a. Uh, since they did not reprogram the AI too much, uh-huh. the these are really, really fat security guards. I mean, we're talking about the stereotypical mall security guard you might imagine who's <laughs> like in the USA was like uh, 200, 300 pounds. Okay. Now, the funny part is their fighting mechanic is still the same as the Samurai and Ninja. So they'd be using a billy club, running you and doing these twirly moves <laughs> and doing the combat jab. It's like, 
it's amusing to see the fat guy turn and they still have the physics so he goes around really really slowly to strike you just just for context for other people out there that haven't played this game this is um, kind of stealth assassin game that came out before Assassin's Creed 1998 99 we no, should go earlier than that 97 was actually a really good time for games but, but yeah, Tenchu was a stealth game I mean, before, sorry. <laughs> uh, before, before like uh, you know, this, uh, games like uh, Metal Gear, uh, Splinter Cell, before even Hitman, before these games became like a thing, Tenchu was the one of the big stealth assassin games. They had wall running, right? And you, grappling hooks. Grappling hooks and stealth, stealth kills. Yeah. Yep. Stealth kills. Oh man. And the funny thing about amazing thing about stealth kills, if you get enough, you actually unlock some sort of powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that was really cool. And there's a variety of the stealth killing. It's not just be in front or decide, like you have to position yourself and time yourself properly to get the stealth kills. Like coming from above or yeah. not just sneaking from behind. And you even have to hide the bodies because the, the bodies in never part went away. That's in, in part, part two. two. So that's like that's a complicated mechanic already for its time. And back then, guys, the amount of gore. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh gosh, it was uh, it was not Mortal Kombat and Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. And the twelve-year-old self of me was happy when I unlocked Ayame's sexy armor. <laughs> yeah. And we're back to Ayame. <laughs> of course. What's up? That cosplay with Ayame? Perfect. Uh, I would have had my phone with her if you know I didn't have gloves on because I was <laughs> in a kit then. Very hard for me to move about, and by the time I quilted out a photo, I was like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Which leads us to another story. How many U-turns did we make before? Because <laughs> uh, can yeah. I say you made one too many U- wrong, wrong turns? <laughs> no, I'm friends of turns were very cool. Well, actually, we didn't make any wrong turns. We just made a lot of turns <laughs> going around. Because uh, uh, what happened? I, I I have no idea what this is. Well, uh, we went to the mall. Uh, well, yeah, we went to the convention center where we were the, picking uh, Miko up. Yeah, yeah, we were picking Miko up and his friend. Uh, Lyron, yeah, shout, yeah. shout out, Lyron. And then, so yeah, what happened? Uh, oh yeah, uh, we were gonna grab dinner an early yeah, first le- first person dinner. We're gonna have dinner. <laughs> we're gonna have you know dinner number one, and it's going to be in McDonald's. Yeah. Now the first suite, there was no parking parking space. So yeah. Sima and all his uh, wisdom figured, hey, we can make a U turn and try this again. Yes. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe this time back. it'll be perfect. <laughs> There's gonna be an empty space by the time we get there. Yeah, magically, uh, yeah, magically, uh, a parking spot, yeah, will, a parking spot will appear. You know, maybe if I went down a magic highway <laughs> and then went back, that that magical parking spot will appear. But uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. So yeah, but luckily we may have not found a parking spot, but we noticed Jolby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we just went. The third world alternative. <laughs> we just went to the other side of the road. Yeah, and yeah. which we should have done in the first place, which is like which is yeah. That was by that time we already did two U turns. The fine part though was when we actually went towards the thing we thought was the job, it was a shakies. <laughs> so yeah, we we had to make another U turn. Because I, I really thought that there was a Jollibee, Jollibee at that, at gas, that station. Uh, gas station. There's so many gas stations on that one street. Yeah. <laughs> Then we finally got to a Jollibee and we finally got to eat. It was kind of a swanky place for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> swanky Jollibee. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, had, was, they had lounge they had floors, lounge chairs, lounge chairs. Uh, tables were were wood, not the, not that. Uh, they had low Monica. low lights. Yeah, there was mood lights. <laughs> it's actually really in a jazz nice. band play. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually awesome, nice. So yeah. 
It took us, what, six U-turns? Six, seven? <laughs> yeah, somewhere there. A number of turns. I mean, we didn't have a magic highway to go into, but we did get fed. Eventually, yes. <laughs> and now um, we're here. And now mm-hmm. we're here. Talk watching about a things. muted Black Hawk Down. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yes, we're watching a Black Hawk Down. Muted. Because, it's you know, needed. because we we're recording right now. <laughs> if, if, if we seem somewhat distracted, that's because uh, we were looking at, you know, people doing field surgery <laughs> early, while, while we were talking. So it's kind of like a little distracted by all the blood gushing in this huge screen, <laughs> care of Sima. Can you imagine you pay attention on this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's some weird Flash game, like uh, the Attack on Titan game. Uh, no, man, Happy Wheels. Happy Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Happy Wheels! That was the guy, the Happy one of the really? characters from Happy Wheels. Someone went there. It was really, really it was the guy on the morse with the bicycle with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had the bicycle too. Nice, nice. No one got what he was. That guy said, "Oh, that's so cool! I cannot approach you because I'm doing other stuff." I <laughs> uh, see. That's, that's the issue with when you're going to a convention and you have a con setup, ah, your own cosplay setup. Well, not just that. I mean, the hard part is the thing I wear. Jenny is very hard to move around in, especially. Gosh, it was, uh, in some parts of it, it was really shoulder-to-shoulder space. Yeah, because that's 5,000 people. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, yeah. This is also the first event I went to that had three different tickets. Three, it had, three passes? What, yeah. It had bronze, silver, and gold. Oh, bronze nice. was 150, silver was 400, and gold was 700. Like the, day passes? or uh, Like one day pass. Like uh, there are two, It's a two-day event. Like the first pass gets you like the bare essential, which is you get to go in and you get to shop. Then the second one lets you watch the concert. Uh, apparently, they have a bunch of K-pop, J-pop things going on. Yeah. Then the third one is a meet and greet for these uh, like international cosplayers who I did not know most of, and a few other things. So hey, this is pretty cool. At least I, we have that setup now. <laughs> yeah. What was amazing though was most people actually bought the silver, like the cheapest one, one fifty. Le- that's actually the least I was sold, I think. Oh, everybody mm-hmm. paid four hundred. Most for people it? were willing to pay four to seven hundred. Oh, because there's Maybe because the, yeah, there, there was the concert, concert right? K-pop. The thing about the concert, though, I mean, uh, if you paid the four, you could be in the hall. But if you just paid the one fifty, you could stand outside the hall and still hear everything. Yeah, <laughs> well, because <laughs> well, there's a difference when you know we're willing to pay a good mo- good money for good games, or willing to pay good money for good stuff. I guess same goes for them. Oh yeah, but it was really surprising to see that much people actually paid a bit more because this yeah. this is expensive. I mean, most conventions uh, charge about hundred hundred fifty. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of them have gone to are just free. So seeing something demanding four to seven hundred, but I'll give this SMX amazing air conditioner. It actually was able to keep up with the sheer it amount is. of people. Yeah. Yep. Every every time we cover fashion week. Uh, it's never I'm sorry if I'm moving into fashion week all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, Aircon really is good with when it comes to fashion week, so there's no problem there. But um, Fashion Week rarely can fill a room of like towards 5,000 people. The most it was when during a pen shop show, I'd like to say three, four years ago, where it was filled like 3,500. One of the small halls even. It wasn't one of the big halls on the second floor. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on the bottom floor, but the one on the, on the second floor. So, But I really hope, like, it's, a, it's a nice that that convention was successful for commanding a higher price because I guess people found it worth it. So that opens it up for, you know, more acts moving forward and hopefully more local stuff. But oh, yeah. I think the reason why a lot of people wanted to buy that, that, that silver ticket is because they wanted to see the bands themselves. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the, those fans, they, they already know the songs. Yeah, <laughs> even if they don't understand it's, the language, it's or, similar to paying yeah. for a ticket to watch a show. Yeah, so 
Like yeah. one of my favorite bands here, I paid like five when from the states went here, fly flew here. Yeah, it's, like it's stable. Yeah, it's, I paid five hundred bucks for the ticket. I didn't worth, feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Like most shows here are uh, two hundred, one hundred fifty when it comes to the free drink. So I mean, I don't mind. If you went for the show, I hope that you actually do know the songs. The show I went to, no. of course. No, because uh, no, for those two people yeah. who went there, paid four hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I do hope I so. Hope so. Well, I think like the other, ben- I mean, the benefits though kind of read it suck. I mean, besides, uh, the, I mean, the concert was fantastic if you really want to go for the concert. But uh, I think one of the nicer perks was you could use the baggage counter with no charge, and oh, I nice. guess that was with whatever number of bags I think they were charging. Because uh, they mentioned like you try pay fifty pesos and that's for a bag, right? But I don't know if that was fifty pesos per bag. Uh, it didn't really matter because, on your name, yeah, like fifty oh, pesos like, yeah, your name per person, yeah, to like yeah. maximum of three bags or something. Yeah. But I just had like one gigantic case, which apparently was bigger. Well, not really bigger. It was just really, really long that they had to put it in a very special spot because it was too big. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, Nico, uh, uh, just in case, you know, for other our other listeners who don't know, uh, like when you go to a uh, cosplay convention, do you already go there? In costume, or do you set up your costume elsewhere uh, in the venue or elsewhere? Uh, that actually depends on the policy of the place. I generally like going in in kit mainly because I really don't like people knowing who I am. I don't. I mean, even right now, I'm never. I'm probably not going to mention what kit I used. Yeah, yeah. So we, never ask, yeah. we never ask. <laughs> we never ask. We know your style and yeah, your. I don't like that. showing off my face. Not mainly because it kind of it, it destroys the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it. I want to make something that feels real. I mean, people. I want to make it feel like you're not there. To see, you're not seeing a costume. You're seeing the actual character in the flesh. So I like setting up uh, before the event, what face as much as possible. Sometimes I go Jenny really, really early, or yeah. I have yeah, learned you'd have to go early if uh, your costume is kind of complicated. Oh yeah, I mean, especially yeah. in Cebu. Uh, sometimes yeah. I go in so early, some things are still in ingress being <laughs> set up. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready set up in a full kit. Because it'd be kind of funny, like you go into a taxi and you're already set up. Well, and then no, that's in Manila. I mean, yeah. it's cool. I just like drive there. Yeah, but then again, like uh, if you're really serious about it, uh, must stay in character. Okay, how well, how I will mean, Groot say I want to go to SMX? <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> Which road will we take? I, I am Groot. Groot. <laughs> But uh, it, but though I guess one thing that is actually not is harder is not actually going in. Going in is actually really simple because generally yeah. people never come early. <laughs> the hard part is leaving. Oh, <laughs> why? Because uh, I that means I have to keep my mask or whatever I'm using on my face for majority of the time until I find a place to change, and I always bring a complete set of different clothes. Uh, today I did not. I mean, I did not have a change of pants or shoes. But Jenny, I would have a change of everything. I'd have a different watch, a different pair of shoes, different pants, different top. Everything would be completely different, just so there's no way you could actually tie it to me, except my <laughs> height, which uh, people wouldn't be notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I also learned how to quickly change. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there'd be a lot that you could. You'd oh yeah, think and that I there'd found... be a lot of people changing in the restrooms or. I imagine, oh, no, the I, I've rooms. learned to like change in the stranger places. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine you're like Superman in the sense that you change in a phone booth. <laughs> well, I did change at TARDIS once, and I'll say this: it's pretty roomy inside. <laughs> wow, around the inside, <laughs> and change the TARDIS. Open the door. Huh? 1852. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently, there's a Hoovian convention in SMX soon or something. I think it's October, like next week. No or idea. Next yeah, no idea. <coughs> I just like, thought, like, a, in a, like just thought like a schedule of events. I only know. Though there was a big TARDIS in Moa for some reason. Hmm. Hmm. Must be a cosplay. 
<laughs> oh, there were a lot of doctors. Really? Yeah. Uh, there was the sixth doctor, the eighth doctor, and the latest doctor. Oh. oh. And a, and the sonic screwdriver is really annoying because it actually makes noise and it's sharp and painful. <laughs> it's <laughs> sonicy. <laughs> hey. But does it? Blend. Drive screws. <laughs> That's a question. Will it blend? I don't and think will so. Will it blend? Will it bend? No, I know. Will it blend? <laughs> if you put it like that the old David Letterman gag. Hey, that that blending thing was fun. Yeah, I like it. Oh, you ever saw that thing? The whole bending iPhone six. Uh, oh, yeah. What yeah. You know what it taught me? All the talk about it. What? I learned that physics works. Apparently, if you put pressure on aluminum, it will bend. Uh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I mean, people make a re- now, For me, the only reason people make a huge deal about it is because it's, it's an apple. Of course. They also come at a significant price for it. From fairness, Apple's always, uh, well, not be always, but ever since like 1998 onwards, they've always demanded a huge premium. Fair enough, but it's just a significant the, the premium hike from the last one. For me, the premium oh, yes. should merit, you know, at least a, not sort of a guarantee, but you know the product you're getting, that it would work, not it would bend. Well, so, in fairness, <laughs> even if it was bent, it still works. It still works. And at that point, I think people are paying for the brand versus the actual oh, of course. product itself. Yeah. Of course. Because it is a... Jao and Paolo and I actually talked about it for a while in uh, the MLP episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, you should check out the MLP episode. Really fun. I've heard some <clears> big <throat> thing with you people. Uh, Macklin's PC. <laughs> I also, uh, in my mind, say, is he talking about my little pony? Well, there's three friends and friendship is magic. So, you know, why like Sparkle for the win? Sorry, <laughs> uh, shy. My, <laughs> my little podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we can't use the uh, My Little Pony theme song for uh, My Little Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we talked about then that we agreed that Mac does not really innovate anything. But what they do is they get things that have already been shown to be stable and yep. just put in the machine. I mean, once they figure, hey, this thing is now stable, it now seems to work. And the hardware is solid. Yeah, that's all that's what I always say. The hardware is solid, so it would work. It's not going to be innovated. It's not going to be renewed, but, but it, it works. It'll work. PC, I mean, limiting yeah, though, can, but it would work. <laughs> yeah, but PC, you can you can mod that thing to heck. I mean, yeah. you can make it awesome. Linux, you can do everything. With you can it. do something with it. That's what I understand. <laughs> you could do a lots and lots of things. If you want modification, Linux is the way to go. That's why Nvidia tests on Linux. Aren't we on a Linux hmm? platform? Right now, we're recording using my netbook. Linux. Oh, Linux. It's on Linux Lite. It's probably the the second best distro I put on there. Because it's really good. I mean, we're making a current... That's the current episodes right now for Third World Linux. We're doing our Third World treatment for Linux Lite. Zhao and I did that. Then we're going to have a wrap-up pretty soon of it in the, oh, with regard to Linux Lite. So, you know. It's part of a three-part podcast. The, the usual... Lite. Yeah, the usual Third World treatment, of course. Because it's third world, you have to have three episodes dedicated to <laughs> the one topic. Yeah, but and, and we like that system because he has his thoughts, I have my thoughts, so there's no bias or we can't debate or argue. But on a wrap-up episode, that's where we integrate our thoughts and come to a final conclusion. That's pretty much the format of how we do third world treatments. Although, like, we might change it soon to just one. put all the three episodes into one recording. <laughs> so it's a little more concise? Yeah. No, it's just... You just have to listen to one episode instead of three. 
<laughs> you miss one episode, you miss this. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. But then again, you know, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But right now, you know, we're having fun with that format and we like that format. There's so, a lot of people on Black Hawk Down. I realized. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I know this guy. I know that guy. Yeah, a lot of uh, Hollywood so, actors got uh, noticed uh, doing that film. They could say they got drafted. <laughs> Ew. Uh, drafting was a Vietnam thing. <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, since you can do almost anything on Linux, so can you put a second mic on this thing? Not on my netbook. <laughs> Not on my netbook. So is that, would that be a software or hardware issue, though? Uh, for me, it's a hardware issue. Oh, talking about netbooks, do you think there still be a thing? Hmm? Netbooks? Netbooks. Yeah. yeah. The foreseeable yeah. future. There will, all, there will always be an... Uh, the market would be limited, though. Because I look at the newer tablets that are coming out. Yeah. How, it, seems like the, it seems like a weird war between a netbook and a tablet. Mo- mobile no, computing is always going to be a thing. Like, as mm-hmm. mo- as much as possible, you want it to be functional and, uh, what do you call it? Uh, compact. Yeah, yeah, like a cameraman. <laughs> yeah, in white shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess netbooks will be a thing. It's just a question of how light versus how powerful it'll be for you. Are you guys, like, would you rather have a state-of-the-art tablet or state-of-the-art netbook? Netbook. Uh, for me, netbook. Because I, I have a smartphone. I'm going to go with a tablet. Just Personally, for me, I have a smartphone. Heck, I I can do everything. Okay. Well, I don't see the logic of a tablet when you have a five, six, seven-inch smartphone. Uh, me and like, I for, see it's my, just like a bigger tablet. yeah. It's yeah. just a bigger screen real estate. That's how I because um we have um iPad Mini at the house, and I've used a bunch of iPads before. Of course, like in this day and age, if you're in an urban city, you probably use an iPad. But um, for me, the main perk of a tablet is the huge screen. <laughs> Actually, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you do get real estate, mm. and I really love the real estate. In it. But the uh, reason, I mean, like, you're saying smartphone versus a tablet. Uh, there's one more thing I like about it, real estate aside. I am the type of guy who hates making a one a machine do everything. No, uh, yeah, I want I'm, the, I'm one. Who, I'm one of those people who would compartmentalize. But the thing is, the thing I do with the smartphone is also the thing I do with the tablet. Tablet. So there's no point for me, at least. Oh, okay, for me, tablet. Well, it becomes my gaming thing. Becomes my pure entertainment. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, that's what I um, do with mine. I mean, my phone becomes my pure communication. I do all my emails, my calling. I honestly barely use it as a camera. I am not part of that culture. Use their cell phone as a camera. The iPad yeah. Mini, though, or even any of the other tablets, I enjoy using it as a camera, video, and stills. And one thing I found that's very amusing about it. Is it makes a really, really great portable mirror. <laughs> <laughs> For me, there, it's not gonna be a competition which is better. The netbook but or I'm, the yeah, tablet? but I'm happy that there are options. Because before there was no tablets, everyone's just going for netbooks. And there was a time when SM Mega Mall, just the the food court is flooded with people on netbooks, <laughs> leeching off the free internet. Yeah. Oh gosh, you've seen this guy saw on the coffee shop, bro, his desktop. Yeah. <laughs> you really saw a guy. Yeah, you really saw a guy with the desktop. Uh, I think was I don't know if you were with us. Uh, one time when Paolo, Jao, and I, and some other person, I don't know yeah. if it was AG Norm or someone else. We saw a guy with a desktop computer in uh, Bose Coffee. <laughs> no, I probably not. not I, I have never been to Bose Coffee House with you guys, so <laughs> okay. it's not me. So, so it, was, it was amazing. It's like a, one guy had a desktop, and one time I went there on my own, I saw a guy with the iMac, mm-hmm. with yeah. an iMac 2005, and the other time was with a Windows system. <laughs> it was a full PC. Like, wow, this guy's serious. 
Is this the same guy? Did that guy with the iMac? Did he have that kind of a special bag where you can bring the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, uh, in, think, in fairness to the guy with the windows guy, yeah. he also had this weird looking custom bag to carry yeah. the box around wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know I've again those things. technology yeah. should be an enabler to him portability is not an issue so might as well bring a, and the whole desktop, entire thing yeah. yeah bring your own entire rig probably bring an AVR or <laughs> UPS and then UPS <laughs> yeah question though would you ever do that would you ever bring your desktop to like a coffee nah. shop nah Nah, that's why I have a netbook. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I have a netbook and remote desktop. Is you know I could work with a remote desktop anyway. So, <laughs> but it's you know people and their technology. And I personally I don't mind. You don't mind being a desktop? No, I mean I don't mind if people want to do that. I mean the establishment. Oh, might not judge your life choices. <laughs> exactly, the establishments might have an issue with it because you're seeping all our power and, and you're rounding three sockets. Oh, in fairness, lots of these guys bring their own like uh, yeah, the, the power suits, yeah. so they just only get one. But still, I'd be if I was the owner, I'd be. So I'm pretty sure you're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> you better not all order that one coffee. Yeah, the one. That... And you'll leave it sitting there for the next four or five hours. <laughs> and that brings into question the fact that it becomes coffee with a free refill. Yeah, it becomes parking fee, and it's not really becoming a consumption of a beverage you like because you like it. You're just paying parking fee for you know. The using the space and internet that they provide and I mean it's not like Starbucks where this coffee is ridiculously overpriced so it's, I'm just wondering how do they make the money off here do, they, do these guys ever politely ask them sir can you please move your office outside this building <laughs> my, my thinking is with Starbucks they make most of their money from the takeout hey, deliveries hey Norm do you think anyone who ever sent you an email for job offers was having his office somewhere in a coffee shop <laughs> Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That was the uh, that was the same guy. The he, was, he said, uh, "Let's meet in this one." I said, "No, do you have an office?" And he, he asked, "Like, uh, how's Starbucks for you?" And I was like, "No, no." Red that's, flag. Yeah, that's that's when I actually checked my red flag, you know, machine, which is you know, Miko. <laughs> I think this is a red flag. Is it a red flag? Miko says, "Yes, it's a red flag." Don't go. All right. <laughs> hmm. Starbucks is now a red flag place. Well, no, I mean that Starbucks is not a red right? flag. But when you start getting uh, talks for in meetings in Starbucks, and it's meetings for jobs that are not anything to do with theater or being a star, uh, it's probably a scam. Even and if it is about being a star, it's probably a scam <laughs> if you're not in Hollywood. And even if it's in Hollywood, it's probably still a scam somehow. <laughs> Just point in the is- end, don't don't trust coffee shop. Exactly. <laughs> Especially if the office has some weird bogus name like 123 Street. <laughs> if you do live in 123 Street, I'm sorry, but we will not trust you. At ABC Avenue, 123 Street. <laughs> Such an unfortunate house in an unfortunate street. Is there a 123 Street, you think? Probably. Probably. Yeah. We could look it up, but, you know, too lazy to pick up like the, the internet. internet. <laughs> pick up the internet, all the cables <laughs> and the servers. We'll the all the tubes. Yeah, well, we could check it out, but we'd have to go to a coffee shop and <laughs> set up our desktop there. And oh, so much work to be done. And then we'd have to order a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, coffee. Oh, yeah, in yeah, a coffee shop. Ugh, ridiculous. <laughs> I could spend all that more money on steam right now than on a which coffee shop which is now in Philippine peso oh, yeah. oh, the third world treatment comes to steam 
Plus, oh. the gifts are cheap. You saw the binder of Isa? God, my wallet. Yeah, it's like... 120? No, 60. 60? I think it was 60, right? Yeah. On sale? Uh, yeah, and, and I saw some of the 99 cent games. They're selling here for around 40 to 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, it's oh, hexagon. Uh, Borderlands. All the the only DLC you guys know is that I only DLC I don't have is the skins. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it went on sale, I could have bought every single skin for 365 pesos. I could have essentially had one peso a day for a year and I've gone to skins. Yeah. So and, it's like... Uh, well, I guess what we're getting to is Steam is making it really, really easy for us to choose legitimate Steam games over piracy. Probably a topic we'll talk about in Third World Gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a future topic most likely. Cheaper than piracy. Yeah, because you don't need to commute anywhere. <laughs> Not just that, I mean, also, it kind of reminds you of what uh, Steve Jobs did with the... With music. With uh, iTunes, yeah, music. Mm-hmm. Everything's $1. A $2 song. And then the thing is, though, when it comes to the games industry... Uh, I do think the developers are still going to continue to create games because it's a good platform. But it's your retail folks that are going to take a hit. But then again, people like, you know, we know Balk is still very adamant about having an actual copy at his hands. Mm-hmm. But for me, when it comes to my games, I, I'm, I'm one of those types of people who don't mind not having a physical copy. For, uh, it's What's the last for me. physical copy you ever got for game? Last physical copy of a game I got PC Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Oh, you know, mine was pirated. Okay, uh, <laughs> two thousand. Mine was First legitimate. Okay, last legitimate two thousand something. It was a long time. I don't know if I have a legitimate physical copy. That's a good question. And thus the success of Steam. Yeah, I know. It got me to spend my money on Steam. They're legitimate games, and I'm losing money. I hate you people. <laughs> But you're playing, right? And then you're keeping the games industry alive now. So oh, yeah. yeah. You're Norm being a good contributor. Norm made me feel so much better because I thought I was pretty bad because I had over 50 games in my library. And what made it a little bad was I, uh, 10 of those games I can't even run on a Mac. <laughs> I just have them because someday I might. <laughs> oh, man. You yeah. might have a computer that can play those then games. Then I saw Norm's library. And suddenly it all felt better. Can you, you buy the You're stalking my profile. <laughs> No, you opened it one time when you were in my place, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I felt so much better about myself. I have over 200 games in my library. <laughs> I only play like 10 of them. Hey, some, some of your <laughs> games really don't have a version for your Mac. Yeah. Uh, so you're just keeping them in your... Uh... No, I told myself, you know, one day I might know, set up my yeah. PC again. That's how Steam gets you. <laughs> That's okay. how Steam gets you. Like, this offer is too good to pass. Like, it's a crime not to buy it. Yeah. Those things. You know, I know this guy who's selling a PC at a coffee shop. So, <laughs> you know, if ever you're in a coffee shop and, hey, buddy, is that a gaming rig? Because <laughs> I really got to get it. <laughs> I mean, I tried making a PC recently. Uh, I had my... I was running it on Windows 8. Died very, very quickly. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> oh, what happened to so That's what happened to... We are now Indeed. reading things in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. It is text. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, though, if you didn't watch Black Hawk Down, uh, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Yeah, it's 20th anniversary at the exact date. No, 21st anniversary at the exact date of what we're recording. So what are we going to watch next that is muted? Blades uh, of Glory. <laughs> let's watch something. <laughs> let's, let's see. Talk about movies. Uh, Sima, Morm, and I were like talking in the car. If 
they were going to make a reboot for Captain Planet. Uh, uh, Dark Green. Uh, Dark Green. Cap- Dark Green. What did you, AG? What do you think? What if the reboot was done by like M Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. You know his name. Manite. If he did that one, <laughs> or let's say uh, James Cameron did it, how or, do you look? James Cameron should do it. No, how, how do you look? Like James Cameron does it, or you know M Night does it. Or Michael if Bay. Michael Bay, One Michael Bay. <laughs> what do you think the movie will be like? What le- what would be the night's twist? What would Cameron's effect be? And what would explode? Uh, for for Hearts. for Captain Planet, um, if it was going to be by M Night Shyamalan, the Shyamalanian twist is that Captain Planet is he was the combination of all the like because Gaia, the spirit of Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like it's going to be the twist is going to be somewhere that we are the ones put man is the one polluting Earth all along. That's not a twist at all. That's exactly yeah, what's that's happening. exactly what's happening. <laughs> so that's what Captain think, Planet what, is what, fighting. Oh no! Okay, okay, okay. I think the twist would be you no know, Captain Planet just like kills everyone. Yeah, no. <laughs> he ends up the with twist. the solution is to kill everyone. <laughs> that's 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 just you know a weird turn of events. <laughs> But yeah, like Captain Planet will make us realize that we are the scum. So yeah, loot and he thunder. Would, hmm? he the world will look up to yeah. me and say, "Captain and Planet will just purge humanity." Us. Yeah, and I'll whisper. If no. it was gonna be Shyamalan, yeah, <gasps> Captain Planet will purge humanity. What we can watch. So if it's really James, oh nice. <laughs> so what is James Cameron? Ah. James Cameron yeah. will be. Um, if it was James Cameron, um, Captain Planet is uh, a sea creature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, I, I'm not sure because James Cameron for me is not the best storyteller. He's good technology. Oh, you know what uh, the James Cameron version would look like? <laughs> uh-huh. Ca- uh, the planet Earth gains sentience, goes back in time to kill its parents. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh wait, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I'm confusing it with another movie franchise from James Cameron. <laughs> But anyway, something goes back in time, kills a parent or something, you know. And then after 30 years, we still don't have a conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> But it's all in 3D and it's beautiful. We would have figured the conclusion would be easier to find by now. <laughs> so if the bay did it, what would explode? Everything. The planet. The planet would explode. <laughs> that's a, that's a easiest question to... Uh, They put it in the trees and it reached the core. And now he has to keep the core running by making it explode. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 that's that's another plot point in another movie. <laughs> in a different movie. <laughs> I don't Eckhart. No, he, here's the thing. The five guys. Oh well, no, no, the the not five guys, but like the planeteers are gonna be under the Miami Dade PDDEA. <laughs> yeah, the cops. That would be the good, cops. Man. Yeah. Pollutants, pollutants. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the planeteers got you? <laughs> That was awful. <laughs> I'm forcing it, but hey, environmentalists freeze. Actually, that would be a, such an amusing reboot where you know, the planeteers start, you know, become eco terrorists of some sort. Yeah, they become like eco. Imagine like you know a eco friendly Batman or something. Eco friendly Batman. <laughs> It's like the Justice League of Peter. <laughs> You merely use trash. You know, actually, <laughs> you know, actually I, I, I would think that Batman would 
to a whole lot of to put a lot of effort into being green considering uh, <laughs> Chris Nolan's push for unlimited energy oh uh, yeah yeah the last line, movie yeah. Yeah, yeah did he make that in a bomb yeah, yes eventually <laughs> eventually they had to scrap the project because it could have been turned into a huge bomb but you know unlimited uh, energy unlimited mm-hmm. clean energy <laughs> oh it's also one thing I realized so from the old planeteer show the criminals, I never understood how their business were feasible their business economically. Their business is weird. Their business is... To pollute the planet. Exactly. Like, how do they gain <clears throat> profit from it? I, I, I would mean, understand. No, no, no. Some of them do have actual concepts. Like, Dr. Blight, uh, Hoggish Greedly, and... They actually do business. They just do had, business. Yeah, they had actual business. But the other people, like... Uh, Luton Plunder. Luton Plunder. It made really little sense. Like, the sheer scale he was working in. And the amount of investment he made. What money are you remaking? Even that, uh, I forgot who made... Or even like the, the... Remember the opening theme where they have all these weird things happening? Yeah. And there's this one machine that just kept throwing paper in this, into the air? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose? Just, what was the point of this? Like, you're just... You designed a machine to make newspapers and you litter. Somebody what is paid the you game? to do this. <laughs> Somebody somewhere paid you to do this. Actually, that's the ultimate mystery that the planeteers never solved. Somebody pays these people to pollute the planets and nobody ever finds it. <laughs> Again, that's the twist. The twist for M. Night Shyamalan is Gaia, Gaia is the one funding these organizations. <laughs> because you have to make a sustainable business. Or, if your business is to save the planet Earth, you need people to pollute it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! It makes so much sense. Dun, 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 Gaia dun, dun, dun. is the Earth spirit is its own eco terrorist. <laughs> She's holding her own son hostage. <laughs> She's holding herself hostage because in order to uh, gain attention on how the planet is being uh, exploited and polluted, she has to exploit and pollute. But in the universe of Captain Planet, she's the only one exploiting her own planet. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's the only one polluting her own planet in, in the universe of Captain Planet. She's exploiting herself. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> she's calling attention to herself to because she's exploiting herself. Well, it's no, a cry of attention to save herself. So you're saying Gaia's emo? She's cutting herself. <laughs> she kind of is. Well, yeah, yeah. Help. you know, cutting so trees. This might be your specialty. You know how emo chicks are. Yeah. Avoid so is Gaia emo? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, not really. Would you say she's a bit of a masochist? I'd say a good businesswoman. Strong, independent <laughs> businesswoman. <laughs> Employs other earthlings, you know, to save her own planet. I like how the And telling everyone that you can be one too. Because, you know, saving the planet woman? is thing to do. It's like, let other people work for you. That's signs of a good businesswoman. <laughs> so in fairness, if you think about Dr. Blight, of all the bad guys, really wasn't doing anything absolutely evil. I mean, all she really wanted to do was get her face fixed. Huh. That was her main thing. Like, oh, just all, like the, um, all the like testing on animals she did for all her cosmetic products was to fix her face. It's like mm. which now it's be plastic surgery. Yeah, same as Doctor. She could Freeze. just go to Korea. <laughs> I mean, is it really? That, does she actually oh, yeah. have to make her own cosmetics company? Yeah, no, I just got that reference, man. Yeah, yeah, Korea. Well, I guess back then, you know, it wasn't <laughs> Sorry, plastic surgery slow. wasn't a big thing in the nineties. Oh, may, may have been. I Pamela guess, Anderson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How, how old is Cher right now? I don't know. Cause yeah. I, I saw her la- that last movie with like something with dancing girls at like burlesque or something. I have no idea. Uh, uh, she still looked uh, like how yeah, she did like right? thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah, burlesque. It was a poor. Yeah. 
excuse for Christina Aguilera's talents and share. I think she was. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad, sad movie for burlesque in general. She was. Are you burlesque? Cher was dipped in a vat of industrial strength makeup or something. I don't know. Like, then, like last time I was in Vegas, she still had shows going on, and she's and her pictures still look the same. It was that movie was a sad waste of Stanley Tucci's talent. Oh yeah, yeah, and you do not waste Stanley Tucci's time unless you share. Share the love. Share the love. My going around in circles. I can't believe I even downloaded. Share the love. Really? Really? Share the love. We're about like three or four decades too late for that reference. Some will get. Someone will. Share the love. I can't move on behind. Share the love. Come all the way from Cebu to just say share the love. All the way from Cebu. And all we get is share the love. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. The people wow. who will get that reference now I know aren't even old enough to listen to podcasts. <laughs> now I know what we can watch. Yeah, go movie? ahead. No, it's a real awesome movie. Burlesque? No. <laughs> I said awesome, man. Not. Oh, suck. Huh. Why? You want to watch uh, Share again? Well, she looked the same. <laughs> well, at least you know that it's her. And you're actually that was the one thing I kind of wondering. It, maybe there's just like this, you know, this double, and they just dub it, or like she's just voice. She's like just dubbing it on the fly. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a body double there. She's <laughs> dubbing it on the fly. It's actually uh, we're about to watch Top Gun. It's actually on Highway. Fox action movies. Yeah, it's being on. Oh my god, my dad loves it. Danger one of my out. dad's favorite movies and one of my favorite movies. Good. Yeah, it's one of. I'm sure uh, yeah. this is the time. Uh, also just the sheer ridiculousness. <laughs> And the thing is, it's also they're going to make a sequel. What? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise agreed to a sequel. I think they, they really? initially. So you know, are they uh, fighting Russia now? No, um, well, he's going to be a teacher. They're fighting. I'm not ISIS. sure. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure. What's they, be the plot. Yeah, there was a, a plan to uh, do the sequel, but before Tony Scott, you know, committed suicide. So, I mean, who are they so, fighting? Are they no. fighting Russia, China, Korea? Everybody, ISIS. ISIS doesn't really have... Well, I mean, they have planes, but based on information, they don't really have Inactive. much pilots. <coughs> oh, no. the United States in 1969 established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. The death. <laughs> That's the M. Night Shyamalan version. This is like the, the beginning of the 99% movement. <laughs> no, man, this is amazing. Because I remember uh, when we first... Yeah, I think it was the first time we went to Tagaytay and yeah. we watched this movie. <laughs> And we were just all giggling at all the, the special moments. <laughs> the flexing. The, the, between the, Tom Cruise and his co-stars. And his the, like, and all that look. Eh? <laughs> the and then all the of those looks. jokes about the Navy. <laughs> the guys in the Navy. <laughs> the, 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 volleyball ga- the volleyball games. The glistening skin while they're playing volleyball. All those. In line with the boys. <laughs> All this talk of being my wingman or his wingman or being winging. All reference in Borderland 2. I love that mission. <laughs> yeah. And one of the best musical scores. Oh, yeah. I mean, awesome. soundtracks. Highway to the Danger Zone. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Lost that love and feeling, man. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Loggins, Berlin. Who died? Was it Goose? Goose. Oh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler. But then again, 30-year-old movie. 20-year-old, 30-year-old movie. Man, Val Kilmer must be young. He is so fit. That's it. Oh, so that's a 27 year old. What's amusing though about yeah. this film? Uh, it's a time Tom Cruise could not force people not make him think he's short. 
Yeah. yeah. So he still looked short here because he is short. Yeah, he is but short. every other movie that... What did it like? Had him stand on a box or something? Just so um, yeah. They did some camera angles here and he didn't stand on a box. Notice um, Kelly McGillis? What's the name of the Yeah, guy? yeah. Kelly McGillis. The lead, the lead female. Always sits down. Always leaning on something. No, notice those things when we when we watch. Yeah, the movie. you you notice and uh, when so yeah, is, uh, Goose is taller than uh, yeah. Maverick. Is this going Iceman. to be a, I, I, actually almost everybody everyone. in the film, even the unnamed extras and the probably all the Navy guys, yeah, the, the actual Navy crew, they're taller than. I think the whole planet is almost taller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. it's like a question of who isn't taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> The th- turns Let's out, play a game. Yeah. Who is it taller than Tom Cruise? <laughs> turns out, The Hobbit, an unexpected journey was a role. Uh, no, uh, yeah, in real life, those actors are probably taller than Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise got approached for that thing. Yeah, The Hobbit. <laughs> we need to save on the post on the you know post editing. Uh, the Hobbit, an unexpected journey, the yeah. biography of Tom Cruise. You never know; he might have actually been one of those children. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he go that <laughs> when he laughs? But I know you're trying to do Tom Cruise. I just hear Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in fairness to Tom Cruise, he is good at running. Yeah. Oh yeah, in every single in this movie, movie almost every he is good at running. It's just so we can give a body, shot. Then you know this like, form is impeccable. It, it, it's been mentioned more than once before in a cracked video after hours. Yeah, it, it, all, all Tom Cruise does in most of his recent movies is run and that and gritting his teeth. <laughs> it's beautiful pearly whites. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, well, it's kind. Of, it's almost distracting because, oh my God, those things are so gorgeous. I was actually partially surprised he did not show up in any of the Expendables films. Well, he's oh, well, not really an action hero per se. Neither is Frazier. Yeah. No, but well, he doesn't yeah, really yeah. have to be in the Expendables because he can actually buy the whole Expendables <laughs> franchise. Turning yeah, heck, he can buy his own Expendable. Yeah, yeah. I'll make my own Expendables with blackjack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably assembling a team of Expendables right now to take us out. They, no, they didn't ask Val Kilmer to be part of the Expendables either. Well, yeah. I think I I think the reason is they couldn't fit him on camera because. <laughs> oh. oh look, we already have we already have Jet Li. We don't want people getting confused. It's <laughs> <laughs> racist. <laughs> well, I should be I should be insulted. I, yeah, me too. I feel <laughs> insulted. My my the Asian part of my jeans feels insulted. <laughs> Is that the section that says made in China or... The Lebanese part will be insulted when they actually, you know, in the sequel. <laughs> the fat jokes the... get... The Lebanese parts get insulted by the fat jokes. <laughs> the Asian part gets insulted by the short jokes. Notice, so why is that ship all by itself? The one Maybe. carrier. Yeah, there's one. I thought they're... they're it's not there. defended. What I, part of the sea are they they're in? The Possibly Indian the Ocean. Walk. Oh, they're in the Indian Ocean. Oh, well, yeah. It's written in the front. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't able to check and see. It's going to be a thing for us, like commenting about movies we're watching while on mute. On yeah. mute, but they're on mute. It's okay. like an actual DVD commentary. Remember the time you were watching like uh, this uh, Chinese thing? Was it Hero in Box Place? And the subtitles weren't working, so we're making our own subtitles and dubbing it ourselves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the entire movie. And we got distracted by that because we got distracted by that one booger that was in <laughs> HD. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's one of the first. 
Think like Bob was showing off. Ooh, guys, we have a new HD TV. Y'all have to watch. Yeah, and and yeah, Hero is a Hero. great movie. Hero is like the colors, the cinematography, the lighting. You could see it in HD glory. And all we can notice is a booger and someone, some the actor, and this is the emperor at that. And we noticed a booger the size of Shaquille O'Neal hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> and we also noticed how you know the new spelling of this of the word swords spelled like ass. <laughs> It's <laughs> and it was right on top of the emperor's head, which didn't help him further. <laughs> But hey, you know, racism aside, that's not racist. That's just the way he wrote. <laughs> it looks like ass, but it's Mandarin character um, or Chinese characters, so it probably means something. The movie said sword, <laughs> so I assume it's sword. <laughs> Actually, no. When you make a whole new character like that, can you just say whatever it means? Or Norm, what do you know about Chinese characters? What is the story behind them? All right, my completely uninformed opinion about it is uh, first in opinion. Well, they did. I think mention in the movie that they use uh, basics, the basis from the, all the other twenty-three words that pertain to sword as the basis for this new word for sword. So, which one had ass? Uh, I I don't really know. <laughs> there's ten thousand characters in the Chinese language. It's, It's really a lot more than that. At least ten thousand characters. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's a little insane. Was it expected for everyone to learn that? You think? I mean, did actually? I'm curious. How does a Chinese typewriter most Chinese like you know keyboards and typewriters look? It's a lot of alt. <laughs> <laughs> We have alt alt. Yeah, yeah, alt. They have alt control. There's alt shift, alt shift control, control shift. And then you just kind of the American keyboard is not the Western keyboard. Keyboards keyboards. Yeah, completely useless, inadequate for the Chinese characters. But we might do. Actually, <laughs> talking about QWERTY, didn't you change your keyboard, Ag? Uh, Or was it my Devora keyboard is in desktop? Oh, okay. I have a Devora keyboard on my desktop. What's a so Devora keyboard? Yeah, it was because um, QWERTY is made for typewriters. Because if my Uninformed opinion or uninformed source is correct, and my intelligence and not intelligence, but my memory serves me right. QWERTY keyboards were developed for typewriters because, like, it's the arrangement that would work with yeah. a given a typewriter's mechanism. Yeah. But the Devora keyboard is specifically made for computers. Uh huh. So it's actually more efficient, or you're going to be faster, like words per minute, if you master the Devora keyboard, because the setup of the Devora keyboard, most common words are at the top. Least common words are at the bottom, huh? Uh, so, like the common letters is is grouped together. That's it. But you know, people got so used with the QWERTY setup, that's why nobody or a few people only adapted with a Dvorak keyboard. So Jao and I is a weird project on the side that you know just shits and giggles that hey we're just using Dvorak keyboards. Decided to use Dvorak keyboards. <laughs> Just a whole new level of nerd. Oh, but how did you guys learn to type? Out of curiosity, like, did what you, did you do? You to natural type? type. Um, typing bunny or something. I, one of them elementary games, like Mario typing like that. Yeah, sort of. I I'm not sure if typing bunny is the actual game. Yeah, but or super super Google or something. What do you know? What thought Google? You Google. Ugh, I have to look it up. Uh, there was yeah, there was Mario type way back in wow, nineteen ninety 
Isn't it the same family in Bangkok <laughs> that? Uh, now we're just making stuff. <laughs> and there's also, uh, I think there was this, I, I don't remember what it's called. I, we had this math game where you had to do you math. You played a math game to learn how to type. Yeah, it was on the computer. <laughs> and it, it, we either did the Mario typing game, which eventually you'd grow tired of. So we sometimes switched to the math game. So you did math equations on the computer. Uh, it's kind of like how you'd expect you play Mario, mm-hmm. but uh, slightly more brutal because I remember some levels being your character is underwater. That's the exact same game. It's underwater and then you move by number but, to number. Oh, that's exactly right. I think that's Super equation. Google. G-O-O-G-O-L. I think that's the name. Sometimes you're in space, sometimes you're exactly. underwater. That's exact same. That's my first encounter in writing on a like um, kinder computer class. And then after that, I got into. That's actually what got me interested into video games and computing in particular. You got that in Kinder? Kind of, because we already had computers at home because Pops is, you know, art direction. We had Macs at the house. And that's where my first encounters with, like, Prince of Persia and all those games. I got that when I was grade two. Yeah. Around the same age. No, not Kinder. (laughs) Then again, so it's not Kinder. Around grade one. So, Simo, what you? That's 26 you years ago. How could I? 24, 25 years ago. I, I, it's hard to remember something like that long. It's been a long time. I actually learned how to type in a class for school, high school. Oh. Yeah, they offered, yeah, they had classes for typing. I wasn't really very good. <laughs> we're, we're old enough to remember the five and a half floppy discs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You I know, they're just the basics, man. No, Put your fingers <laughs> ASDF JKL. Semicolon, that's it. But it was gaming who taught me, like, my fingers is a WASD. Yeah. yeah. It became second nature. Like, no. yeah, JKL was on the right, but WASD is on the left. Yeah. It, it's just because of gaming. Even even when I start typing now, it's like always going to be my right hand's default, default is going to be on the mouse. Because I <laughs> yep. feel like I'm going to move my mouse somewhere, I'm going to click on something. And then I'll type. And when Zhao and I were practicing APMs, I, I was still. We were both still using PCs. We used to <laughs> make sure, like, how fast can I open Microsoft <laughs> PowerPoint or a certain program, <laughs> just to practice our APM to make sure, like, yeah, but, uh, but, but aren't uh, Office productivity tools, like, yeah, like word editors there and uh, presentation tools, they're they're optimized so that you don't really have to use a lot of. Uh, you you have the option. Yeah. Of not using the mouse to open uh, exactly. So yeah, we we relied on shortcuts. Because yeah. in Starcraft, you have to rely on shortcuts. Wait, hold on. I just remember. Oh wait, something. is there a dramatic scene where? Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, uh, where the where one of uh, Maverick's colleagues gives up his wings? It's like a scene from a cop movie, where, where the captain demands. His uh, badge. The, uh, yeah, the other cop turn his ba- turn in his badge and, and his gun and his gun. And if you think about it, I mean, it's so dramatic, but. I don't think he really has to literally turn in his wings. Because it's... <laughs> he doesn't anyway. literally have wings. But. Well, yeah, he doesn't literally <laughs> have wings. So. <laughs> yeah, but that. Quick, 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 and there, there, see, you can see that Tom Cruise is much, much shorter than his co-star. <laughs> Anthony but, but he's not much, much shorter. They had to cut part of Goose's head off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, correct. That That is correct. Uh, they did have to do that. And they splice... Uh, but we, this was before digital imaging, so they had to splice footage manually 
in order to make it look as if uh, he's a normal human. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, we just passed a couple of an hour mark, and uh, I guess it's time to wrap up. We prepared the. Oh, okay. I was supposed to say we we're gonna abandon the joke, but might as well go with it, right? Let's go with it. Because we actually have uh, Martin in here, and he'd like to say a few words. Hey.